You're listening to Air Candy, an uninhibited exploration of topics, ideas, and stories. All right, so ready to get this going? Yeah, man. All right, check, check. All right, let's go. All right. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Air Candy, where we like to talk about all sorts of topics ranging from serious to ridiculous while sharing our unprofessional opinions and advice. I'm your humble host, Colleen, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Seth. Hey, guys. Today, we're going to be talking about folklore. We've handpicked a few very interesting stories with the help of some of our listeners. But before we get into that, new episodes of Air Candy will be coming to you every other Thursday. If you haven't already liked and subscribed to our show, please do so wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you want to connect with us online, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Air Candy Podcast. If you have a question, comment, or episode idea, you can drop us a line on one of the socials or send an email to aircandypodcast at gmail.com and either Seth or I will get back to you as soon as possible. And with all of that out of the way, let's get into it. Did I miss something? <laughs> you didn't miss anything. You, you hit all that the... That seemed like really short. I was like, what? <laughs> We've been doing this for a long time, boo-boo. You got it. It's just rolling. It's just rolling yeah. now, apparently. Yeah. Well, anyway, we are here. It's already mid-January of 2021, if you can believe that. 21, 21. Did I say 2021? 20, no, that's... <laughs> Did I say 2020? I'm mimicking 21 Savage, the uh, rapper, which you have, probably have no idea. I don't. You need to, like, clue me in on that. 21. I'm behind 21. the time. <laughs> Whoops. But, yeah, mid-January already. That's that's crazy. So I haven't really actually talked to you. How were your holidays? It was good. It was good. Stayed home like everybody else should have, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keyword, should. Right. Hashtag, stay your ass at home. <laughs> yeah. No, besides that, it was actually uh no, it was good. It was good. Um, so what what did you do? Um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I was solo dolo here, which I expected that. And then on New Year's, I cooked all of the traditional foods for New Year's Day, which is including the the black eyed peas, oh, okay, the greens, okay, okay, cornbread, all that jazz. Uh, okay, yeah, I didn't do any of that, which is weird because you know Sid always does that, and yes, I'm, I'm not the only speaking per- of. Oh. So, so yes, speaking of this, what? I've heard through the grapevine that you must give your official <laughs> first retraction. <laughs> the very first official retraction of the Air Candy podcast apparently needs to happen right now. Uh-oh. All right, listeners. So apparently on one of our previous podcasts. The holiday episode. Fine. <laughs> it was the holiday episode. <laughs> Holly episode, I was talking about my homeboy Sid, and I was talking about his collard greens, and I said that he puts turkey necks in his collard greens when he cooks them. So this is my official retraction. He does not put turkey necks in his collard greens. <laughs> and he really wanted me to know that. <laughs> yeah. He was he was very upset. He's like, how dare you say that I put nasty-ass turkey necks in my collard greens? So for the official retraction, Sid does not put turkey necks in his collard greens. Are they delicious? They absolutely are. Now, on the flip side of that, this is what he does put in his collard greens, <laughs> his meat products. <laughs> I'm waiting. This damn fool puts Italian sausage. Wah, what? Wah. <laughs> okay, so this boy is from the south, 
All right. There ain't no damn Italian sausage in collard greens. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's very unique. Yeah, it's very unique. Now, okay, Sid, I love you, buddy. Your collard greens are good. They are definitely good. But Italian sausage is just... And then you're going to... You're going to get on me about my damn turkey necks inside my greens. And then you're talking about Italian sausage in your greens. That don't make no damn sense, boy. <laughs> I wonder if that's something that he grew up having or if that's something that he created on his own. Collard greens are very, it's a very like a personalized, it's a very personalized thing. thing. You know, he wants to do a collard greens cook off. We may actually do that. <laughs> Not going to do it live, but we may have a little taste test. And then we're going to, you I'm know, in. just do that. And we're going to say, okay, so whose greens taste the best? And I'll put a turkey neck in mine or a ham hock. <laughs> even- Maybe I will not be in then. <laughs> See, here we go. Now, why are you hanging on the neck? It's just the dark meat, girl. I don't even like dark meat, to be honest. Oh, so that's why you're dating Blake. <laughs> Stop. <What>? <laughs> There's something about... The dark meat on the animals when I get to it, because I know that it's like, like got the, it's closest to like the blood vessels and stuff. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We're going (laughs) to go ahead and sign off now. You know, don't forget to tip your bartenders, you know, listen to us, send us a message on erickinneypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to get out of (laughs) here. Pretty much done here. (laughs) It tastes fine. I just, I don't know. It's about the aesthetics of it. It just kind of like freaks me out because I'm like, blood. You'd rather eat the the dry ass breast of a turkey. I I don't know. Kind of. Isn't that weird? I'll be the first to admit that that's that's a little strange. Mm. When I have gone in, like just been like, ah, F it. And I just I'm eating all the dark meat. I'm like, I love it. It's delicious. But I have to get over that hurdle in my mind first. And then I enjoy it. If I can get past that initial hurdle. Great. If I can't, I, I start to like. (laughs) (laughs) so the official (laughs) so the fact that you're actually eating an animal where its head and feet and everything was cut off like that didn't really it does that's why i don't really eat animal products anyway anymore (laughs) just all freaks me out but once in a while i need that protein yeah i know true 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 yeah so the the canned beans don't cut it So, uh, yeah, so, so that's it. Sid, I love you, bud. That's my official retraction. So, anywho, let's get off of that. <laughs> I'm pissed still. Moving on. Moving right along. Listeners out there, did you guys listen to our alternative housing episode? Oh, yeah, our last episode. Yeah. Let's kind of talk about that for a little bit because for listeners that do not know, that was in the beginning stages of our podcast. Right. We can confess that we did use a little bit of podcast trickery yeah. <laughs> by playing, playing an old episode that we had recorded back in October when we first attempted to do this whole recording thing. Like, let's try a recording episode. Let's talk about alternative housing. And we kind of saved it in our back pocket for occasions such as this. So when the holidays came around, we were like, you know what? Let's just put that one out there. And that's what we did. So yeah, I, that's our little fun fact. Yeah. Hashtag fun fact. Yeah, that is really good. <laughs> hope, hope you guys liked it. We're still trying to learn stuff and we're having a really good time. So Yeah, it was fun for me editing it because, you know, listening back to that first time of us trying to record an episode, I was just like, What is this? Eek. Yeah, it was it was fun. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of pausing, a lot of ums, a lot of repetitive stuff. (laughs) But we still had fun and that's what it's all about. We're still having fun now. Absolutely. So that's that's what it's all about. 
Now, let's get into uh, our subject. Folklore. Yeah. Let's get into the lore. Yeah, let's get into the lore. And as we always start with the Seth shtick of <laughs> <laughs> definitions and origins. Definitions and origins. <laughs> da, da, da. Da, 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 da. All right. So, here we go. <laughs> definitions and origins. Folklore from Merriam-Webster. The first one is traditional customs, tales, sayings, dances, or art forms preserved among a people and the last which is the one that we probably resonates with a lot of us is an often unsupported notion story or saying that is widely circulated that resonates with me the most me too me too because i didn't grow up with a you know let's gather around the fireplace guys and let's tell stories it wasn't like that at all the thing i grew up with was just hearing stories like amongst peers little scary things or urban legends and things like that. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. I think with that all being said, with the definition, that last one especially, I think that leads us straight into another interesting point here, which is what is the purpose of folklore? Okay. What do you think the purpose is? All right, so I think that the purpose of folklore is basically just to keep people in check. I agree. I mean, you know, you see all these stories and stuff that you grew up with and and stuff you see on TV, you're like, okay, well, if you do this or if you don't do this, then this is going to happen or this happened here. So don't go to this area or don't blah, blah, blah. So that's where these stories get passed down. That's why our last definition, which is like, okay, it's unsupported. Just like, well, you don't want to do that or you'll shoot your eye out. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no real proof. It's just kind of like this looming thing to kind of keep you a little bit afraid it's, it's fear-mongering really yeah yeah definitely to just keep kids in check you know again we'll bring up our old friend wrinkles the clown that's something you know parents will scare their kids with dude's mad scared uh, i'd be scared too if i was a right? kid saw wrinkles the clown right or let's talk about another quick one the guy with the hook for a hand that comes and candy man gets the young teenagers that are making out in the car you know it's just stuff to scare kids from going and making out because the parents don't want their kids touching penises <laughs> right exactly <laughs> You'll get the hook from the hook man if you touch that yeah. boy's penis. Right. <laughs> He's coming after you. So, yeah, I think the main reason for folklore really is just to kind of keep people in check, keep people out of certain private property, all that stuff. But True. another big, big, big reason is to pass down cultural stories. Okay. So there are plenty of lores and legends that actually revolve around a particular culture and they are just passed down you know orated from person to person so that's another way of preserving a particular culture is just through the storytelling whether or not the stories are true or whatever it doesn't necessarily matter it's just a part of that culture in my opinion gotcha gotcha yeah i mean i I totally agree it's just passed down over culture and generations and you know doing this folklore is kind of like playing telephone you know what i mean it's like you go down one yeah. ear, you hear, hear this and you hear this hand and next thing you know by the time it gets to the other person it's a completely different story but it's still right you know just keeps going and going and going and just gets butchered over the time but it's still a story yeah. and, and it's passed yep. down and you're still not gonna go and touch penises out on like <laughs> on, <laughs> on make out ridge <laughs> <laughs> or you will yeah, right <laughs> you can just throw all caution to the wind and say i'm touching that penis i don't care <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, it's 
good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> 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 All right. So, anywho. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you think that there's a difference between folklore and urban legends? I, I think it's kind of the same, but you have, like, the folklore, and you think, like, folklore, folk dancing. I don't know. I think it's just, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. I can't think <laughs> That's cool. Go, go. I'm keep going. Saying, I'm, I don't know. Like, folklore, folk dancing. It's kind of like... Folk this music. Is folk music. It's kind of like country <laughs> and, like, okay, this is how you did, and this People is how you're square answer. dancing <laughs> with Bigfoot. Right. I mean, what are you talking about here? Yeah. Goat man, you know, doing like <laughs> yeah. da, 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 swing your partner <laughs> round and round. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just thinking like folklore. I mean, because okay, the word folk just messes me up. I guess I don't fucking know. So anyway, I so I think the urban legend side of it is more of the try to scare you straight side, okay. and the folklore might be more of the cultural stories. Yeah, I think that's. That's kind of what I think. Yeah, and then you have the urban legends that are like, what, like Bloody Mary and things like that. Right. It's more superstitious stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So having said all of that, what do you find more interesting or creepy? Do you find lore with specifics to be more creepy? For example, lore that has like specific locations or a conjuring ritual, that kind of thing? Or do you find lore that could just happen anytime, anywhere to be more interesting and or creepy? Man, I don't know. I I would say that I think the conjuring rituals and things like that, that's probably a lot more creepy. That's kind of what I think. What about you? I think it's a mixture of both for me because I do find the stuff where it has a specific location and ritualistic stuff. That's creepy to me just because it freaks me out to think that people would actually go to a place and do particular rituals to try to conjure up something creepy. Like that whole idea is kind of freaks me out, right? Okay. On the flip side... The kind of folklore that could happen anytime, anywhere is also freaky, creepy, interesting to me because it could just happen anywhere. Okay. So I'm equally as interested slash creeped out by either scenario. Yeah, I don't... If that makes no, sense. No, it does make sense because conjuring something is one thing, but then going to a place where something may happen, that might be as creepy. It just depends. I don't know. I'm on the same page you are. It's all crazy. It's all creepy. <laughs> Totally. That's the thing. There there are some tales and folklore stories that you don't have to go anywhere. You could just be in the wrong place at the wrong time, be in your house, something appears. I mean, there's all sorts of stories about all sorts of things. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, let's go over our picks. So I got some yeah. stuff. You got some stuff. So yeah. cue the scary music. <laughs> All right, so let's go over our picks. So you first. What do you got? All right, so me being Irish, I decided to look into some of the Irish folklore, and I went down an Irish folklore rabbit hole, and I ended up settling on the changelings. Now, have you ever heard of changelings? Uh, When I think changelings, I think like aliens that turn into humans and then they eat you or something. I don't know. What's a changeling? (laughs) Well, okay. So first of all, I found this particular folklore not necessarily to be scary, but honestly a little more upsetting. 
if I'm being honest, it was just a little more just on the sad, upsetting side because of history and okay. the way that this whole thing has played out. Okay. That's also why I was kind of drawn to it because I found it very interesting. So I'm going to read you a definition about changelings. All right, cool. A changeling, also historically referred to as an oaf, is a human-like creature found in folklore and folk religion throughout Europe. A changeling was believed to be a fairy child that had been left in place of a human child stolen by the fairies. The theme of the swapped child is common in medieval literature and reflects concern over infants thought to be afflicted with unexplained diseases, disorders, or developmental disabilities. A changeling is a deformed or imbecilic offspring of the fairies substituted for a human child. So hmm. basically, let me just say this too. Humans have a history of making up stories to explain the unexplainable, right? And I think that this whole lore came about because there were children and adults that had differences that people didn't understand. And because they were afraid of these differences, they had to come up with a story that made sense to them. And because the idea of fairies was so widely believed in, they they came up with these stories that the fairies had come and stolen the human replaced it with a fairy, enchanted the fairy to look like the actual human, and left it in place of the baby or the person or whatever. That's creepy as hell. Right, right. So the controversy over all of this is the fact that people in history used this idea of a human being a changeling as a reason to inflict harm, to abuse, to even murder. So it's crazy. What the hell? So anyway, why would a child be taken? Why would a human be taken? It could be taken to be a servant. It could be taken to to breed and increase the fairy population. It could be taken for reasons of malice, like to make sacrifices to the devil. Or it could be taken simply because the fairies like loved the human and coveted its beauty. Yeah, all that sounds uh, pretty creepy. And I had no idea that that's what a changeling was all about. I'm thinking like fairies and all that kind of stuff that you see. And I don't know. It's no, it's not like Tinkerbell. These are like <laughs> scary fairies. Scary fairies. Scary fairies, yeah. <laughs> I see them at the strip club all the time. I call you scary fairy. <laughs> right. So where do they come from? I mean, does that? do you have any info on that or is this just... Where do the fairies come yeah. from? I mean, they come from the fairy realm. It's just fairy the same land. as like having, you know, thinking of any other kind of entity coming from some other kind of realm. They okay. came from the fairy realm. I gotcha. I gotcha. So people were freaked out by the thought that they're children or their wives or whoever could be swapped and anytime that there was like any sign of difference the people back then would immediately think that it was a changeling and if they thought it was a changeling they would then do things to it the main method that everybody decided to use to get the human back was to torture it oh my god so <sighs> methods of torture beating it burning it setting on fire dousing it in urine, leaving it in or near a big body of water, or just leaving it outside in the element. So this is what these people would do with children or babies that, that were different because they were convinced that it wasn't their baby. It was straight R. Kelly, them Jones. Okay. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It really is. It really, really... Okay, so here goes my opinion. So my opinion is this. So if you're going to have all these people that are believing in these changelings, that just means they got their own problems and they're just going to just try to take it out on the kids. 
and then they well you also have to keep in mind that this is back before modern science they didn't have an understanding of why children or people may be different or differently abled so you got to understand that these children like what was really going on was that they had neurological differences like autism and things like that or, or just birth defects you know down syndrome things like that and because those people back then didn't understand those things they just saw something different and they, they couldn't wrap their mind around it so instead of taking care and loving this differently abled person they would torture it and say that it was a fairy that's so pc differently abled person yeah it is pc it's definitely pc <laughs> i never heard that before but yeah i i mean look this sounds like this is like hundreds of years ago so this isn't i don't think anybody's still believing in any of this crap right now i mean well well I'll, i would I'll hope believe not anything right at this point who knows well the last two big stories that were actually in the media and all that happened in the 19th century so in 1826, this four-year-old named Michael, he was unable to speak or stand, and he was killed by this woman who's watching him because according to her own testimony, she was convinced that he was, in fact, a fairy changeling. So she bathed, I'm using quote, air quotes, bathed him three times in the icy river Flesk to force the fairy out, and he drowned on the third time. So she swore that she was merely attempting to drive out the fairy, and when she was in trial, the jury acquitted her of murder. Because they were like, oh, she was just trying to drive out the fair. Oh, so this this is, this is true history. This is true life. It's crazy. I know. The other story that's very, very, very well known, and you probably heard her name, Bridget Cleary. Mm. This was a very, very brutal murder that happened in 1895. And she was what you would consider nowadays equivalent to like a lady boss. She was very independent. She had no children. She had her own dressmaking business and her egg business she was basically the breadwinner in her in her home she definitely made more money than her husband and long story short is she caught like a cold or something and it turned into pneumonia she got sick and her husband uh, some other family members and neighbors all decided that she was a changeling and there's a bunch of thoughts that perhaps the husband was actually just jealous or whatever but that's what it sounds like because if right, you're saying that because you're saying that okay usually a changeling has doesn't look the same, mm -hmm. has like deformities, whatever, and she just kind of like a boss. It's then he just hated yep. basically. That's yeah, exactly because she was a very attractive woman and and very hey. you know she knew herself right in Ireland at that time. Like you belong to your husband, no ifs ands or buts. And the fact that she was not only making more money and you know was was a confident woman, like it just to me it seems like the husband just kind of got a little mm -hmm. I don't know rageful jealous whatever she's beside herself she's yeah a changeling she's a changeling yeah yeah so what ended up happening was she got sick with pneumonia and they just all took this as confirmation that she was a changeling and it's crazy because the husband he like lost his damn mind and he ended up beating her and holding like hot fire pokers and burning her and at the end of Jesus. all of this torture that happened in front of like 10 other people that he locked in their house because he's like, nobody's leaving until my Bridgie comes back. Like, it's crazy. They all witnessed and helped in this murder, this brutal murder of this woman. And at the end of it all, he threw kerosene on her and like lit her ablaze. Oh my God. And just, 
Yeah, and that's another situation where uh, the husband actually got convicted of manslaughter, and you know because he was convinced that he was oh, he only killed the changeling, he killed the fairy, and that his wife Bridget was actually going to come back from later from fairyland, right from the fairy realm, and of course she never did because he killed his wife. <laughs> so. Yeah, because <laughs> the fairy yeah. realm doesn't exist. I don't know. <laughs> Call me crazy. Right. But there is story after story after story in history of people and children getting abused, mistreated, and even murdered because other people believed them to be changelings because they had differences and, and all of that. So thank goodness we have the knowledge now and, you know, we're not as unaccepting of people with differences. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in the United States, yeah, but some of these folks in these third world countries and all that, there's still a lot of old old beliefs and things like that. And, you know, I'm, I guess the United States isn't impervious to that because you get all these other different kinds of um, the lore and all that kind of stuff. You get like Louisiana and like bringing, like reviving the dead and all that kind of stuff. So people still believe in that. So, you know, it's not right. just other parts of the world. It's, the you know. So that's crazy. Yeah. So not only is it a huge folklore legend, but so much history came out of it as well, like horrific things too. So it's just, it's a big piece of history in general. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I didn't know that. Well, at least it was a long, long time ago. I was thinking it was like, okay, people still believe in this stuff, but... I mean, it was only really like 100 years ago. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And if you actually... Google like true crime stuff or what really happened to to certain people who were considered changelings. I mean, it probably stops around the early nineteen or tw- early twentieth century, gotcha, but gotcha. throughout the nineteenth century, when things were being more documented, yeah, you see a lot of it. A lot of kids, a lot of babies, um, even even full grown women. There was also another one who was believed to be a changeling, and they put her in some like basket with kindling and like set a fire underneath of it because they were going to burn the fairy out. And they all believed that if you tortured it, that the fairy would somehow like jump out of the person and like fly up the chimney. Like that's what they all thought, or it would jump out and the the person would be there. Like the, it's crazy. But damn, that's yeah, yeah. So serious question. Mm-hmm. Would you date a changeling? I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, how are you gonna know? <laughs> I probably have dated a changeling. I dated some very interesting characters in my life that were a little different. Yeah, you probably so. dated. <laughs> I probably probably have dated all changelings. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're luck. You've been dating changelings your whole life. <laughs> I guess like attracts oh, like. Yeah. Maybe I am a changeling too. Oh God. Okay. All right, guys, listen up. Uh, we're trying to get out of here. Um, you know. Uh, Seth and uh, my changeling friend. Yeah, we're out of here. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that, that's 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 a very. It's a completely opposite of what I thought that you were going to share. I thought it was completely. I'm thinking changeling is alien moving from one thing to that. It's probably another word. I just don't even know right now. But anyway, you know, you were probably thinking like body snatchers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like invasion of body snatchers type things, and and yeah. Yeah. No, there's a whole rich history to Changeling. So I encourage anybody who's intrigued by this little bit to to look it up because it is very interesting. But just go into it with like a little trigger warning because there there is some really gnarly stuff along with it. So what kind of triggers are you talking about? Like violence, death by fire, medical details, ableism, 
child abuse, torture, yes, unsanitary procedures, things like that. Mm. <laughs> Why do you think yes? <laughs> yes. 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 Unsanitary procedures. procedures. Yes. Only wipe your ass <laughs> twice. Yes. <laughs> I'm only going to wipe it once. <laughs> oh, you're dangerous. You got to be a changeling. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so I got one. All right, what's yours? Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying I thought this was a Maryland thing. It's totally not. And so after doing all all the research and looking at from what our listeners submitted and things like that, I actually learned a lot just saying – well, not saying, but just thinking about, okay, we have folklore here, but a lot of the stuff is the same all over, either the world or the United States. And I'm just like, oh, Mm -hmm. really? So – I don't feel that special anymore. When it, so the one I have right now, <laughs> I really thought this was like a local thing. No, it's not. So the one I have is called Cry Baby Bridge. Yep. All right. So Cry Baby Bridge. And if you are from Maryland, Colleen and I are from Maryland. So if you were young, adolescent, you know, early teens, things like that, okay, it was a bridge and you went to it was really scary and blah 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 so apparently this story has and i'm going to share a couple different versions of it but it's all kind of the same but it's not just a maryland thing so the basic story is this actually placed in marion station maryland for one i had no idea where the hell marion station was all right so the first version of the story is in marion station maryland so where is marion station so without you guys having to google it it's kind of like near Crisfield, Maryland. And if you don't know where that is, just think like <laughs> south of Salisbury over the bridge in, in Maryland. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought, okay, see, that's that's crazy because, again, Crybaby Bridge, I thought it was somewhere near Hyattsville. Exactly. Exactly. So this is the first version that I'm, I'm going to tell you. And the one that you and I would, quote unquote, know is exactly where you're talking about. So this first one which actually gives a little bit of backstory too, and it really goes back to um, the 1800s. Okay. So Marion Station and the little girl, uh, her name is Annie Florence Connor, and it's actual person. You can look it up. I, I did the research on this. And so that is the uh, baby. So anyway, her mom and uh, and her were traveling, and they're in a carriage. Back in the 1800s, that's kind of what it was. It was horse and buggy, right? So. Mm-hmm. So they're traveling over. And so they're going over this bridge over in Eastern Shore, Maryland. So when they were going over the bridge, a large clap of thunder just struck right in that general area. So the horse reared up and then the carriage just tipped over. And okay. then the baby goes over, basically. All right. Aww. So baby falls in. And it was a river then. So baby goes down the river and and it just died now i know it's a very short story but it's just terrible no no it's just that all of our stories have been really sad sad stories (laughs) i need to instead of the scary music i'm gonna play sad violin music (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) sorry so i'm paraphrasing I'm i'm gonna paraphrase a little bit i'm adding my own stuff but so the child drowned mother couldn't get her Kid was only three years old. So according to the newspapers that they had at that time, you know, they didn't find anything. And then it was over over um, 24 hours before the body just washed up down the creek. Now, the folklore part is that 
anytime you go over this bridge, you can basically hear the baby crying. Mm -hmm. And that's why I call it Cry Baby Bridge, obviously. And then some people are known to like, if you go there, if you're like really sad or whatever, you're walking over the bridge, you can still hear the, the baby crying too. It's also, they also say that sometimes you hear like the mother kind of calling out to the child too. And it's all, okay. and, and so that's like the whole lore of the whole thing. Now, here goes the piece where you and I are like, what the fuck? Because, okay, they're saying in Marion Station, Maryland, never heard of this place, but it's over in Queen Anne's <laughs> County. I'm like, like, what? That. I don't have been to this crazy bridge. So another piece of the story is pretty much the same story, but this one is like, this is in PG County, which you and I are mm -hmm. both from. So Great. one over in PG County, this this bridge is supposed to be between Anne Arundel and PG County. So there's a couple different places that, that this actually could be. Lotsford Vista Road, that's where it is. And so it's really weird. I reached out to one of my homeboys that he and I went there back when we were kids. And it's been so long ago, we just don't remember exactly where it is. But it's over like, like Lanham, Bowie-ish area. Yeah, yeah. Like That's kind of where it is. So I haven't been to that road in who God knows how long. So that's where it is. So if you go over the bridge and like you keep it really Isn't quiet. Isn't that Governor's Bridge? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's called Governor's Bridge. But it's so weird. Just, just like we are talking about earlier, like it's a whole telephone thing. It's like, okay, right. it's this and you hear right. this. Oh, this is the bridge. Or it's that bridge. Yeah. That bridge. No, those stories totally turn into pretty much any bridge anywhere. Somebody will say, this is Crabby Bridge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly because they're so like diluted now so i'll so right. like me doing the research i'm looking at this stuff i'm like where is this cat no i don't remember that i never drove out there i didn't know that i never would when i was a teenager i don't think i ever, ever even went over the uh the bait bridge <laughs> 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 so i don't know who's crying over that bridge but i can <laughs> <laughs> so that's the basic story it's not like it's not a long drawn out story it's like it's and that's kind of the thing so here goes with the controversy okay so where is this bridge? So I got another one. You know, this other one, which is actually kind of well known, it's kind of documented too. It's um, it's it's in Ohio. So there's another one. It's a crybaby bridge over in Hawaii. Uh, Ohio. I said Hawaii. Ohio. <laughs> um, and then it's also one in Georgia. So yeah, they're like everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So here goes another one in Georgia. The one in Georgia sounds actually really, really crazy too. So this one is actually in the Bonaire community, and see, I don't really know Georgia too well, but it's it, it's crazy how they hit, and it's all the same story. So how does this travel going from one thing to the next? And you're saying it's all the same story, meaning all, all of the them were a buggy story. with a horse yep. that reared up. Because now I would say no, because the story I heard in pg county was something about a young mother who couldn't take care of her baby and she threw the baby into the water that's that's another iteration i was gonna get to that but you're absolutely right that's another iteration of it so there's a lot right. the one in georgia is actually the one exactly that you're saying it's the one okay. that uh okay you know lady had um a kid they couldn't afford it and then you know she gets the straw then she goes over to this bridge and then she throws a baby over, and then all of a sudden, then not all of a sudden, but then she gets really distraught about what she's done, and then she throws herself over, self over. which I'm yeah. sure that you've heard that piece, and I've heard the same story yeah. too. And then you do throw yourself over, and then both of them drown, and then if you go over yeah. the bridge, and then you have that too. But how does that get from Maryland to Georgia to Ohio right. to? And it's all right. like 
generally well, th- right this around. Is, this goes back to what we said in the beginning. It's like these stories that have been orated over years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. Just I don't really know what the purpose of that story, the Crybaby Bridge one, would be because that one doesn't really serve a purpose to scare you into not doing something maybe no it doesn't maybe to maybe to say don't have unprotected sex so you don't have to think about throwing your baby over a bridge i don't i don't know like i don't know i just don't see any point of that particular story so it's interesting that that would turn into a folklore legend yeah you're right because this isn't just what you and I are both agreeing on earlier is like, okay, so usually you have these stories yeah. like to just keep you in check and right. to don't do this, don't go touching penises over, you know, right. over and like, you know, <laughs> make out. <laughs> make out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a ride at Disneyland. <laughs> make out mountain. Go to make out mountain. But I think that is the thing. I, I guess. We just did it because we wanted to get scared. We wanted to hear something. We right. wanted to do this, that, and the third. And and then you want to hear that. But I think like the legend is if you go back 100 years, 100 plus years, say, okay, well, then you don't want to have a kid out of wedlock. And then you don't do that because right. this may happen to you. So now that we're talking about that's probably what these a story like this is all about. It's like, okay. Yeah. If, if I had to guess, I would say that too. But yeah, I feel like that story probably did come from a true story. And then yeah. it just kind of got, like you said, the telephone game and turned into all these other ones and then got turned into like a, the more you know, like a lesson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, message. <laughs> and, and then they're like, don't have sex out of wet life. Right, exactly. And you know, that type of thing. But um, this, is in, yeah. this is in Columbus, Georgia. So if, if anyone is from Georgia, please hit us up and, you know, send us a message and see, like, if you grew up listening to the story or if this is just something I just found in the dark annals of the <laughs> interwebs. And the, <laughs> But it seems like it's a pretty popular thing, you know. So... So you can find this bridge in Whitesville Road in Columbus, Georgia. If if you've been there, you know, please let us know. And it's the same thing. And and the one over in Ohio is pretty much the same story too. Um, you hear this, you hear like the baby crying and all that. So I remember doing this back when we were in our teens and we ended up going to this bridge and like you know i could not get there again if you were to put a gun to my head i no. wouldn't freaking know how to even get there remember going right. there and like we were just like okay we have some girls with us and we're just we're going there and we just i remember us going like very vaguely we go over to this bridge but there wasn't actually water under this bridge which is completely it was super a dried up creek. It was a, i think we just drove by this bridge and it was like really th- and honestly it was creepy though. It was it was creepy because there was like nobody else around, and then we rolled down the windows. We just stayed really really quiet, and right. you know, like, <laughs> You're um, listening for yeah, the baby listen, cry. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to listen for well, the, the thing cry with your, and, when you're with your your peers, and you get yourself all hyped up, you know, and the adrenaline's pumping. You're scaring yourself. You just start hearing stuff for no reason. Yeah, you just start, yeah. It could be a exactly. it could be a squirrel just breaking a twig on the ground, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. oh my god, that's a baby crying. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I heard, I heard it. it. Let's get out Did of you here. Did you hear that? Start the car. Get the fuck out of here. I know. <laughs> so reading this story, at least it made me feel good, but also made me not feel so special. Because I'm like, oh, I thought this was like a Maryland thing. I thought it was a Peter County thing. But no, it was back in the 1800s. There's a lot of history of the, of the people um, that actually were alive and actually saw pictures on the website that I looked at. And that was over on the Eastern Shore. Then it got one in Georgia. They got one in Ohio. So it's... It, it's kind of crazy. So I bet there's more than those three, too. Oh, more than likely. I mean, it's guaranteed there's more of that. So that's my story. It's interesting that the two stories picked so far had nothing to do with what we thought 
you know, like, what's the purpose of folklore? Neither one of them. No, not like, at we all. Like, we were like, oh, to scare people and to, to pass down stories. So mine, the first one was basically just talking about people being different. And yours is, I mean, who knows? It's just interesting. Yeah, yeah. But these are stories that I, well, this one that I'm saying, this is one that I witnessed and this is what I understand. Yeah. I, too, went to Cry Baby Bridge, which, again, same as you, I could not tell you where the heck it was. Me either. I have no idea. It probably was not in the place you said. It probably was just some random bridge that whoever I was with said was Cry Baby Bridge trying to scare us or whatever because yeah. that's what kids do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would not be able to tell you but you know there's probably kids are right now we could probably just google this and go to youtube and got all these kids nowadays like oh, yeah. oh where i cry baby bridge i think i heard totally something. yeah if you go to youtube and you type these things in there will be recent videos uploaded with kids talking about these things or like exploring different places like yeah. same as we did yeah. forever ago yeah. same thing which is actually pretty cool because it there's always gonna be cool. <laughs> kids like forest haven and all that kind of stuff too like people are still going there now I, I looked that up like like last year and like people still doing that old stuff but anyway that's a whole other story i mean we can go all day oh, that place i have stories about that place oh, man, too 100 percent, definitely you got another one sheesh I do. And this one is on like the medium scale of scariness. I would give this one, if we're going to rate it blanket wise, I would give it, I don't know, like three blankets. All right. So you got to explain to our listeners, like, what's this blanket scale that you're talking about? Well, the blanket scale <laughs> and compare that to your Scoville scale. And I made up a Scoville scariness <laughs> scale just being dumb. I was like, is it mild, medium or hot, hot, hot? So <laughs> this one was on my it was my medium. But as far as blankets go, we did talk about this in our spooky stuff episode. The blankets rating scale is something that me, Seth and our good friend Sydney created a long time ago where anything scary, movie or otherwise, we rate its scariness with the amount of blankets and or snuggies. So the higher the blankets and snuggies, the scarier it is. So it's typically a one to five. And I gave <laughs> this one a three. A blanket, okay. three. No snuggies, no snuggies, just three blankets. I sort of wore my onesie so I can kind of have it I, my little cover. You're going to want to, you're going to want to like pause and go get it because my last one, it's going to, yeah, it just gets more and more scurry. Oh God. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> full disclosure on this one, this was like a last minute pick because I was going down rabbit holes with a different story that I was, I had originally picked and I'm Googling and I'm YouTubing and I'm listening to people's stories. And I happen to click on this one, and it's this girl talking about this thing called a Flimmerngeist, also known as a Flickergeist. And I was just like, ooh, what's that? And she's just talking, and she says, suddenly she goes, just southwest of Baltimore what? lies a little... T right, that's exactly, I was like, <laughs> right then, <What? laughs> exactly. She goes, lies a small town called Ilchester. And I was just like, because <laughs> that is where my ass is residing as we speak. I have been house sitting slash pet sitting oh in Ilchester for the past year now. And immediately I was like, I thought you oh were no, what's she going to talk about? German. I thought you were speaking German. Sklittegeist. <laughs> 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 it is German. Flimmerngeist is German. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Elegant City. <laughs> <laughs> but Flimmerngeist 
The two words, flimmern and geist, are Germanic in origin and translate to flicker spirits or flicker guides. And it's the unexplained phenomenon first described by the alchemist Jacob Bohm in the 16th century as oh, the ability God. to see shadowy figures out of the corner of your oh, eye. Oh, God, I'm logging off. <laughs> you need to go get your onesie. I know, I'm going to get my damn onesie. <laughs> Man, fuck this. this I know. Like... Dude, I, I'm telling you. This whole time that I was researching and preparing for this recording, I've been I've been scared. I'm just gonna be real. I've just been like freaking myself out. I'm like I'm not reading any of this when it gets dark out, and we all know it's getting dark out very very early these days. Oh my so God. anyway, let me let me move on I'm with this. Off. <laughs> <laughs> so these flimmengeists, flickergeists, shadow people are. It's the term used to describe the shadowy figures that you see out of the corner of your eye. Right. So generally, these beings flicker in and out of a person's peripheral vision and appear to be humanoid, dark and agile. Oh, God. And the truth is that almost every person alive has seen one of these at some point. They're like fast moving shadows just at the edge of your vision. And whenever you turn to look, you don't see anything. So let me take a quick pause because... If anyone listening has already listened to our spooky stuff episode, our friend Sydney told a story about something that he saw in his apartment back in the day. And after researching this, I now believe that what he saw was a Flimmerngeist. I just saw one of them damn things today, man. See, I see him all the time. This is awful. Now, in see, some I knew cultures... you were a witch. <laughs> I knew you were going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, shit. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> you see, you're always like, I'm not a witch. And you always see him flicking guys and flipping... Now, because everybody sees you these, see everybody nickens. has seen them. <laughs> flipping knickers. <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> these observations are most often accompanied with shivers and chills and a sensation that something odd is happening mm-hmm. or that like you're being watched or whatever. Nope. So scientists are quick to suggest that this is just a phenomenon, like a trick of the eyes, but they fail to explain how or why, right? So it's possible that these unexplained apparitions are just hallucinations of the brain as it's trying to kind of decipher the edge of your visual perception. But there are people that believe that that, that peripheral vision is a marginal zone that the eye and mind, where the where the eye and mind are able to perceive other more paranormal dimensions. I'm not believing this made up stuff. I'm nervous. Well, hold, hold on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so... <laughs> So these flickering spirits are often described as being cloaked. They're kind of like blurry, outlined, and they're dark and mistaken for wearing like dark clothing. So that's kind of also where you get the idea of people seeing like the Grim Reaper and that kind of thing too. In the late 16th century culture and superstitions, the Flimmerngeists were largely associated with death. And there's a current school of occult thought that proposes that the flicker ghosts are somehow the guides that lead people's soul to the afterlife. Oh but they're also people that just believe that you see these things just because, you know, we are surrounded by all these other dimensions and whatnot. Yeah, right? so they're just kind of there and it's like... So it's not necessarily like if you see it, it's going to be like trying the to get you. death. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, just, it's there. just there. And that's why I think after reading up on this, I think that that is what Sydney saw in his apartment, the shadowy thing that kind of was there and then gone. I think he was smoking that cig of weed. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> sort of flicking geist. <laughs> so the reality is that nobody really knows why or how people see these things, but there's no doubt that 
many, many people have seen them and that so many people have seen them that they treat them as just one of those things that you just that just happens, right? So the interesting hold thing on, hold on, hold on, hold is on, hold on. that no, 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 that's not just no. You don't do that. You don't say just happens. Oh, oh yeah, it just happened. Is see some little ghosts in the corner? No, no. You just said that you just saw one today, so it did just happen. And I got freaked the fuck out. I'm not just not like. Yeah, I'm not saying oh, you're not. Whoa, I'm not saying you're not going to get scared. Oh, just a little ghost <laughs> in the corner. Whatever. I'm just trying to cook my food. Look, I'm not saying you're not going to get a little riled up because I see them all the time, and I always feel a little riled up. But then I have to just kind of like calm myself down, maybe say a prayer, you know, whatever. But it's just kind of a thing that happens. I feel like. Okay, here we go. Listeners, have you ever seen this? If so, let us know. Write in, tell us you have, raise your hand, say you have, or say, you know what, guys, I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. Y'all are crazy. Either way, let us know. And I would bet you, Seth, that more people have seen these things out of the corner of their eyes than not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't well, know. it's debatable. I'd be interested to see who has seen them or, and who hasn't. But here- Hashtag this, this, now, confession me, corner. Right. <laughs> so now going back to the beginning when I said I was on that YouTube video and she said, just in a, a town southwest of Baltimore and Ilchester, basically there lives an infamous Flimmerngeist, Flickergeist here in Ilchester, Maryland. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this is in the Ilchester Tunnel. Have you heard of this? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear this right now. <laughs> Yes, I think that's the Ilchester Tunnel. That's it's that uh it's uh it's it's, it's a train tunnel, right? right? Am I exactly. right? Okay, it is about yes, it's about a mile or so away from Hell House, and it's literally like a mile or so away from where I'm at right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know that people like some somebody died out there, like a few, not a few, like oh, probably under ten ten years Lots ago, lots of people got killed in there. Be- but you can go through that tunnel. Like, you can just walk up through. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm yeah. nervous. You can Google it and see it. It's still like you can still walk across the tunnel. I mean, still. I don't even know if, like, it's still being used, if, like, the train still goes through yeah. it. I'm not sure. If it's the same tunnel I'm thinking about, it is a train tunnel and people go through it. Not people, but trains I, I believe it. it was constructed back in the end of the 19th century or something, I, I think. But it was – it is part of the B&O Railroad, so it was kind of a big deal back then. Yeah. Um, but this thing there is called the Peeping Tom, the Tunnel Man, the Blink Man. And there's even a funny one. It's called Ilchester the Molester. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the peeper. <laughs> so there, there's your, the molester. Which is funny because growing up, there was like this thing, like they'd be like, Chester, the molester. Yeah. Like we would hear that. And I'm wondering now, like, did that come from this folklore of Maybe. Ilchester the molester? I just thought it was just a rhyme. Hmm. Just, all right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like Chester, some pervy person. Chester the molester. Right, some pervy freaking pedo person you know whatever but now i'm thinking after reading up on this i'm like well perhaps it came from ilchester the molester so was the ilchester molester supposed to be like one of those flicking geist or the yes flick of it's, the a, wrist? it's a flicker flicker geist just you can say that instead of the german thing flicker geist so you better watch your mouth the, <laughs> the whole story with this the reason that this one is a little creepy is that it is two parts remember when we said which is freakier the ones that are just there versus the ones that are conjured this is a this is both because not only do we see these things out of the corner of our eyes anytime anywhere but this particular one at the ilchester tunnel has a very specific conjuring ritual to get it to come out conjured (laughs) oh god i'm listening so to, to conjure this thing if you want to, which I highly suggest you do not because it's just dangerous and why even tempt that shit. Basically, you go to the tunnel and just stare 
at the other end of the tunnel for a full hour without blinking. Oh, God. I've heard Which this before. Which is pretty impossible anyway. You have heard this? I've heard of something similar to that, but I'm listening. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So let me quickly say that supposedly this spirit that's being conjured is someone that had been killed in the making of the railroad or something like that. Like, that's what the legend says. But I really don't know because there's a couple different stories that say who this spirit is. So we don't really know. Okay. To conjure it, you stand there for a full hour without blinking. If you can achieve that... This Flickergeist will be conjured. Now, this is where it gets extra creepy and why it's called the Blink Man. It's more than... After it's conjured, every time you then blink, it gets closer and closer to you. Oh, God. With every blink. Until it reaches all the way, until it reaches you straight to your face... And, and like, basically all these people, are they get so scared that they're trying not to blink anymore, right? And it's even caused people to go mad and, like, rip their eyelids out and all this other stuff. Like, this this is what they say. But it says it has very long lashes oh, and it God. starts to flicker and give you butterfly kisses, making you blink. And then when you blink that final time, it, like, bludgeons you and, like, kills you. Oh, and it's shit. just this crazy story. You know what? It's freaky as shit. It really is freaky. And there's a movie called Butterfly Kisses. You can watch it for free on Amazon Prime right now. Maybe that's what I'm talking about. Cause I, th- I could have sworn I've seen this right now. This shit's scary as hell. And, and my straw just, freaky. my straw, my drink just moved by itself. <laughs> this shit's got It's Chester the Molester. It's Chester Molester. <laughs> <laughs> Moving your straw. He wants a margarita. Block your butthole, boys. <laughs> Chester the Molester's out here. Watch out. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man, now I'm getting nervous. Okay, so... I know, I know. So, yeah, local residents tell a strange tale of terror involving this particular flickergeist. The legend states that if a person stands at the far end of the Ilchester Tunnel at 11 p.m. and is able to accomplish the incredible feat of staring for a solid hour without blinking, Peeping Tom, a.k.a. the Blink Man, will appear at the far end. I think Sid would probably try this nonsense. Right. Once the shadowy presence has been conjured and been drawn into view, the viewer cannot stop seeing him. And it is said that every time the viewer blinks, Peeping Tom gets closer, slightly closer, slightly closer, slightly closer. Eventually, the apparition will be so close to the viewer that it is said that the person can feel his long eyelashes rubbing on their face in an attempt to force the viewer to blink that one final time. And then you get molested. Yeah. <laughs> is that how it exactly. ends? <laughs> then he's like, <laughs> is that how it... <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it called when you give him a, is, that, is it called, no, I was like, is it called a turkey? What's it called? Well, I don't know. What, a turkey? What, when you get what a. What sex act is that? Oh, he's talking about a turkey. What kind of. What the hell is it called? Kind... Goosed. Goosed. When you get goosed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. It's a bird. <laughs> you, know, you fucking think about that damn greens. Like, oh, man, I want that damn turkey neck. Because I get that turkey <laughs> <I know>. neck. <laughs> yeah, you blink that final time, you're going to get goose. Yeah, you're going to get that turkey neck over the greens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so that's actually pretty creepy because I've seen that bridge. It I is think creepy. that's the bridge I'm thinking about. Because off of Ilchester Road and it crosses over basically like yep. Patapsco state park yep. in maryland you know if you guys li- listeners in maryland patapsco state park if you've been there then that's yeah uh creeped out all right i'll make sure to leave there when the sun starts going down all right i'm out <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah you. if you're interested you can see that movie 
and it's more of a mock. It is a mockumentary, okay. But it also includes found footage stuff, so it's all in that same realm of yeah. the found footage realm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But it was still creepy watching it by myself. It does revolve more around the storyline of the person who found the footage versus the actual scariness of the legend. But they did weave it all in there, so you got the scariness, but you also have this like storyline, so it doesn't make it too scary. So I think you could handle watching it. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> in my old age now, I, I can't watch these scary movies. I'm trying my best, no, man. I'm just, a, I'm a sissy. It just, I hear you. Time. I am too. I mean, I was proud of myself that I watched this one. Honestly, I really was because I was like, I gotta watch it for research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it, Colleen. You can, see right, you can do it. You can see right now with your with your snuggie on, with your little with your little <laughs> with your little crystals and <laughs> your burning sage uh-uh. and doing all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did burn some sage, but. <laughs> Okay, you you're doing all these rituals just to watch a doggone movie. Oh, good night. I had the cat snuggling up with me. I'm across and some sage. <laughs> I was like, I know this tunnel's like two miles away, but you never know. You never know. know. Uh, there's just some things like you don't want to talk about because it could just, you know, you never know. Talking about it could bring it forth. Just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. So I can't even match that right now. I mean, I got a story, but I don't know if this is. Yeah, what's your next story? So mine is. Tune in next time for the exciting conclusion of Fiendish Folklore.